This is a Podfire production. Share the love, the fight to speak my truth. We acknowledge and pay our respects to all First Nations peoples. In Australia, we honour the cultural connections and responsibilities of our custodians, past, present and future. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Yugambeh-speaking people. Please note that any information, views or opinions expressed in this podcast are not intended to identify specific individuals or place blame. This is a personal account and honest opinion of how I felt bullied, isolated and intimidated through a system of oppression based on the facts of the matter across numerous years. So one of the things that you've kept all the way along here is wanting to stay in your role to make sure, or within the department, to make sure it gets a finalisation. Yes. In July, we're talking like 18 months later now. Yeah. We're so far down the line, it's ridiculous. It says here you're keen to resolve and potentially leave the department. There's no way that you felt culturally safe to work with in government mm-hmm. and have no intention of ever working for them again. No. You no. worked in government a long time. I have in uh, federal government and then state government, not as long in state government, but certainly but even prior the, to that. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I was certainly coming to a realisation where I thought um, I was living and feeling the system of oppression and I felt there was no way... As much as I always want to be a part of the solution um, and to always uh, take responsibility and be a part of that solution and, and help and try to be the voice, as I went through this, I realised that there was no way that I could do that. I had no no voice and... and um, there was certainly no desire to hear that voice, I don't think. I didn't feel like um, <coughs> I did and I also felt like I was just operating on another wavelength that I was caught up in a process and that there was no human element. <coughs> there was no human element to that process. Um, and when it comes to dealing with community, we need that human element. Um, but it, yeah, it was, it, it just become very clear to me that I was part of a process. I was part of a machine. Um, it was, um, being, I felt like it was about power and ego and that systems, and processes could be um, utilised by um, power and ego um, and that it was a a one-way street, that it was never a two-way conversation, that I was... I had a target on me and and there was no no way of um, sitting and having a yarn and that that we were ever going to be equals. The, the fact you don't get to defend yourself. 
and the fact that during this, as you say, it's a process. Like as you read through this, it's uh, oh, we're just going to extend the suspension now for another couple of months because we're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Not how are you? Yeah. Or where are you in the process? It's all about we're not ready yet, so we're just going to extend that. So their process is, oh, we'll just keep it going. Yes. She'll give up at some stage. Yes, and I think, well, it felt like, it felt like it got to a point that no one anticipated it would get to, that most of the time people would have stepped out. So was I completely crazy? Was I stubborn? Was I um, full of my own ego? Um, like why? Why would why would in rationally, why would a person just keep going? Like what's why would they keep going and torturing themselves? Continue to torture themselves through this process. Surely it makes more sense to just step away and get on with your life. Like it's so much easier to just step away and get on with your life. Most people I think the same thing. You know, it's like what why? Yeah, why would you wanna well that, I guess that's a that's an answer to that and you can yeah, most people are only an answer, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's and it's one thing and I think uh, many people that have met you um see that strength in you. You know, I know during this time and it you know it's, it's starting to make a lot of sense now as to why I've got a lot of text messages from you or I never got any any sort of response from you. So, um, you know, that, that kind of adds to the worry. But it does. it's like it, it's – I, I kind of understand a little bit more as to why we didn't have much conversation or, or connection at the time, you know. It's something that's important. I think one of the flaws of society, you know, no matter what, what – corner of society we're in is that lack of communication mm. you know, even when we do communicate we're kind of not honest you know or we're too honest yeah either way but you know communication is one of those things that as we as we know is very very important it's a skill to it you know but the most important thing i, I believe is that you know honesty and transparency is the is the most important thing you know mm-hmm. and having an opportunity to do that or having a lack of opportunity to do that, yeah, it'd be scary for anyone. Yeah. And all that kept going through my head too was the truth will set you free. But then I started questioning what the truth was because mm. I was like, well, what is the truth? I need to believe in it. I believe it'll set me free. I also believe that there's no coincidences in life and that, I'm going through this for a reason, but I couldn't figure out what that was um, or even why it was happening. So um, it's certainly a feeling I would never wish upon anybody. Um, And that was probably, it was that feeling that while it was draining all my strength and took all my strength, it was also giving me the strength to keep going. Like that's exactly why I had to keep going because I didn't want anyone to have to feel this way. I felt like it was the cruelest thing on earth and I would never want anyone to have to go through that or feel that feeling. Um, 
but what it did was open up my eyes to so many people that do feel that feeling that so many people out there are feeling like they don't have a voice and feeling like we're not supporting each other and we're not all completely equal um, and we're not respecting each other enough um, and it happens in so many different areas of life um, and, and I, I just don't want that feeling to have to be out there. I, I believe in sharing the love. I believe in um, love and respect um, and, that, and that's what I want and that's I guess one of the things that kept me going through it through the insanity of it, really. Well, I think it's like waves, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Because I, I remember during this time, as you were saying, Presley, you get a message and it was like, I'm okay, or you then get war and peace, and then you'd get nothing. And then, like, are you okay? Yep. Okay, are you really okay? <laughs> it's yeah. like, and But then on, on the good days, you actually then, you, you could sort of see, down we know all this, you can yeah. see how that, that went, but... Knowing behind the scenes, like reading some of this stuff here, that they went in and spoke to HR about medical retirement. Yes. Like, that's serious stuff. And I was open to that. I was open to medical retirement because I just wanted it over. Yeah. But in the medical retirement, I also, throughout the whole thing, my stipulation was I'm happy to take any process that will end this. Yeah. As long as I can speak my truth. Love that. Um, I just need to speak my truth. I can't be, um, I can't be confined by a non-disclosure order or authority or, or whatever they call it because I don't have anything to hide. I, I'm happy for everyone to know the whole truth. Um, and I, I also, I guess as you get older, you <laughs> understand if I, if I faced this in my twenties, I wouldn't have survived it I wouldn't have gone through with this but I also um and now I guess in my maturity knew that um if I didn't properly speak my truth if I didn't fight for my truth I also would not have my healing that for me to heal from this process can only happen um when I'm absolutely open and honest and can speak my truth and I don't hold secrets well um, I'm not smart enough. <laughs> I don't have enough energy. Um, and I, I, I knew that I wouldn't be able to heal unless I could. And that was worth more to me than all the money in the world. I never went through any of this to ever. At no point did I ever consider going down the lines of any form of compensation Um or wrongdoing in that manner, the whole driving force for this whole thing for me was to tell the truth so that I could heal and that my truth could hopefully help other people heal. What message would you give to the party that was investigating you? Mm -hmm. um, you had a message for them? Yep. And how do you feel about them? Um, that's a good question. And throughout the whole process, it was never for me about individuals. I um, did not hold any 
ill feelings towards individuals. I um, I feel that um, individuals can use the system to their own essence of power and ego, um, but I don't. I, I I think it's about the system. I think it's about the processes, um, and that they they can be used as a weapon for people with power and ego. I think that. Um, there's always someone to fill those shoes. Um, there's always someone that can step into those shoes um, and utilise these processes to their own um, end. I don't, I don't know what that is. I can't even fathom what that is. Um, but I have no ill feelings for any individuals. It's, it's got actually nothing to do with them. It's, a, it's all about the um, systems by which... Um, people feel powerless and um, broken, broken by it and that they can, as I said, utilise that um, through their own power and ego and they need to look in the mirror at themselves, not me. I'm, I'm certainly no judge and jury on that. People need to uh, look at them their own selves in the mirror and think about who am I? Why am I um, here and am I here to strengthen other people or am I here to strengthen myself? Am I here to pull others down to make myself feel stronger or am I here to, to connect with others and and gain strength in numbers and like totally respect people that are with me, if that answers that. I don't know. 100%. I don't think you can answer it any better, to be fair. <laughs> so as we move through the story, like there's a number of pages here. I'm looking at on this next one, there's two more extensions. So it's now becoming a joke. Like It is a little. It's, it's getting ridiculous now. Like Within this is only, what, October through February again. So that'll be nearly two years. There's a couple more extensions that we've got here. We've got the Human Rights Conciliation. <laughs> So the words that pop out to me here is no resolution from conciliation. Yes. Um, And going into that, I was just so hopeful. I actually, um, I didn't understand the process and it is quite new, to be honest. Like the um, Human Rights Commission is is only uh, quite new. I think the Queensland Human Rights Act um, only come into play in uh, 2020 or Twenty nine, like it's it's quite new for the state. Um, I um, was not aware of any cases that were similar to mine. So this was also about being a landmark case for the commission for um, to hopefully lead the way. Um, so that that was another um, driving force for me that it, that it was something new and and could create change. Um, but yeah, I I actually didn't understand that um, there could be a few steps in that, and I entered that conciliation believing that it, we could, through a neutral party, create a two way communication, and that that would be respected and honoured in that format. Um, my saving grace for COVID with that is that we didn't um, have to be in the same room. So 
to be in the same room <laughs> with uh, representatives for me was just the scariest thing. Yeah, for sure. I was like, how do I actually face these people? I was nervous and I was scared and um, I didn't know how I was actually physically going to be able to do that. If I um, couldn't even open an email, how am I going to um, face people around this? Um, and it, and luckily it was a teleconference because of um, COVID at that time. Um, and I truly believed that they would come with the intention of a resolution for both parties. What I didn't understand at the time was that um, if you didn't come to a resolution in that point and you um, elected to um, progress your complaint through the tribunal, that another conciliation would happen before tribunal. So I was more than ready. I was like, yep, let's go to tribunal because I knew if we went to tribunal, all of this goes public mm. and that's all I wanted. Speak my truth. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to hide. <laughs> Speak my truth. Um, and they were flat out like in that conciliation, all I got was no, not prepared to have any resolution at all. I'd um, gone in with some um, points that I wanted to make around that Um and I believe they were points that were, um, I guess, aimed too big in terms of overall change that would need to go across all departments in government, which was, um, I think, too big in terms of this process for those sort of changes they need to go, you know, higher and higher up and stuff. So... I might have been aiming a bit big there and, and it wasn't kind of the opportunity to um, progress even to conciliation is a um, huge financial commitment. Uh, once you uh, then say that, you know, you're going through to tribunal, I've got a barrister as well as my lawyer, um, having to pick then a barrister as well that would represent me in the best way that I continue to have that cultural safety in that process um but yeah I truly went into that believing that um they would show up and want to have a two-way conversation that they wanted to resolve this as much as I did because it had gone on for so long it had gone on for a period that I didn't even believe it would continue to still go on for um, and yeah, it was, it was point blank. No, don't want to, any re resolution, um, almost knowing that, you know, forcing my hand a little bit, I guess, putting more pressure on me that to continue through that means a lot of emotional strength and a lot of financial strength and, I feel like they never really understood why I was doing it. I don't – I think for me it was just, as I'd always said, my truth. It was never about 
fighting for a compensation amount or money or anything like that. Um, And I just don't think they truly understood or believed that that's the direction I was coming in. I just, yeah. If you had your time over again to stand in front of, so Presto and I are that committee now. Mm-hmm. Have you got a completely different angle you'd take or what is there something different you'd say now? Like you've, you've had a bit of time now, <laughs> I've had a lot of time actually, <laughs> to think about it. Is mm-hmm. it something you wish you maybe, I know you don't have any regrets, but is there some way, different way you would do that now? Yeah. What you know? I think um, certainly in terms of the conciliation process, I would, um, understanding now that um, you then have pretty much another bite at it before it goes to tribunal I never realized that you then we then could go into a meeting before tribunal I thought it was conciliation and then tribunal Mm -hmm. um understanding that I um might have gone into that conciliation meeting uh more clear um and with a better understanding that for me, it was the only meeting that was going to happen. Um, so that's why I thought, oh, well, we're, we're here to resolve because the next step's tribunal. I, ne- I never, ever imagined that there wasn't then another meeting before tribunal. Um, so, yeah, but it gutted me at the time. I was just, I think in that moment, realised that um, they don't, I don't actually want to hear my side of it. Um, they need to cover their side of it, and they need to cover their cover themselves and cover the back side of it. Yeah, <laughs> they need to protect themselves. Um, that at whatever cost, that was what they were there for. Um, where whereas I was kind of there to connect and. Resolve. Yeah. So we move into the next year now. We're now two full years in. Mm-hmm. And you've got a new show cause notice uh, with 53 attachments. Yeah. It's a big email. But now we've, we've dropped down now to 10 issues and 32 allegations. Yeah, dropped a lot. Well, we're 150 or something, 120 yeah. before. So we're now back down to 32, which is only double what the original one was. Yes. Yeah. Um. Now, do you go through the exact same process with your your person that reads them to you and and that sort of stuff, or are you sitting there yeah. going, "Like this is way we're on the joke now"? Like, we're well, two they're years the in. same. They're the same allegations, so okay, they're not they just new. got rid of a hundred and something or ninety yeah. of them. So through all of our answers, um, they've then narrowed it down to those. So they've come um, down. I think by now, the crime and corruption is not a. Um, issue it's just those uh, few issues and I'm still sort of saying hey I've got I've still got answers well why am I showing cause when I've already provided the answers for these um, but went through it again and you know I'm, I'm still more than happy to provide the answers um, I still believe I have um, answers to these uh, you know it was it was just getting smaller, really. It's just dwindling down. It's dwindling down and, to and the point where it, you know, might be just a few kind of, 
maybe admin slip up or something like yeah, that, yeah. which is, you know, I'm I'm still more than happy for people to know what they what are. It is, yeah, I'm exactly. still more than happy to have those details aired to the world. I um I, I still have nothing to hide in there. Um, so I still have that same belief and stance. Well, we get another suspension uh, extension now. We're, we're, we're now through to May. Yeah. May 23. Every time you kind of think, sorry. okay, here we go. We're so you must, when you get those show calls, you must think, oh, we're nearly there now. I okay, did. Okay, we've dropped down this much. We're nearly there now. And then in March, they give you another two months. Yes. So it's like, we're not nearly there yet. We've got another two months. Yes. All this up and down. How does that feel like family life emotionally, not being able to contact yeah. like friends, family, all that? How's that go? And and that's where I'm I'm weakened to the point of, yeah, this is I'm just I don't know that I can do this much further, especially when there's nothing new, and it's the same, it's the same allegations, so um, yeah, just continually feeling overwhelmed and isolated and um. You know, I'm lucky I live out on acreage because yeah. I can go outside and scream um, and that I've got other things and I just try to focus then on keeping my children alive. It's all that matters, isn't it? And, and, and trying to focus on that because um, to, to actually even look or face any of this is just kind of beyond me I think at this point I'm just I'm just like I can't do this anymore I just I need to keep my children alive um so I've got to yeah keep them on this earth really I didn't even want to be on this earth Mm. through a lot of this stuff um yeah how's hubby going through all this because he's the most relaxed human on he the planet. The, well, and I, I think that's the only way he's gotten through it. To be honest, he. Um, but he's seeing the person that he loves, the family that he loves, going through this, and he can't do anything. Like, yeah, he. Um, I guess, um, he's more a practical man than an emotional one. Um, so, um, physically kept the house going. Um, because for me, it's just even to get out of bed, it's a marathon effort mm. and I've always organised everything and I just, uh, I'm not organising anything. I'm um, just existing and I'm just going through the motions and stuff and um, I have no connection even to the things around me. Um, I feel like I'm just kind of waving in the wind and the wind feels like the tornado that just went through. Yeah. Um, so lucky um, hubby is very good at going into his cave, I think, and um, he was just kind of keeping things going in the background. So um, if it wasn't for him, then um, son wouldn't have clean uniforms for school Um so he's, you know, done the washing and, and kept us going for um, stuff that you'd kind of just take for granted. The 
organising the clothes and and stuff like that at home um, because I can't even connect to those just basic everyday things. Um, so it kind of just gets on with it in the background. It's not the biggest talker. Um, so, and I kind of just dwell in my own world. And as I said, many sleepless nights. Um, lucky I'm out on acreage and, you know, I I can look, walk around and not see anyone. Yeah, you can be in your um, own space. My fur babies become my um, strength there and, you know, animals, anyone that has animals understands the strength, the unconditional strength that you get from them and that um, they sense stuff and, you know, just my dog won't leave my side. She's at <laughs> at my feet. The cat curls up on my lap um, and it's those things that, um, you know, keep me going, keep me going for sure. The next little part here still astounds me because it shows you how long this has gone on. So before you've used all your holiday leave, right, we're still going and now you've recouped 10 days of holiday leave and 21 days of recreation leave. So we've got a whole year and you've got all your leave back, hmm. but you still haven't gone to work. No. So they've, they've like the process, which is what we're talking about today, is, is so ridiculous that they've paid you full-time for this entire period that you've also now recouped all your sick leave and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously you've gone because you're not in good shape at this stage. Mm-hmm. You haven't been in good shape for a while, but mm. not in good shape at this stage. So you've got your medical medical certificate. But they come back and ask you, which one would you like to use, your medical or your recreation? Yes. Where's the sense in that? <laughs> I don't know. But like previously they've they've dictated that you must do this, you must do that, and this is what's going to happen if you don't do that, and then we're not going to pay you because you're sick. Mm. But now they're saying... Or you've just got this and you've got that. How would you like to do that? So the tone's changed. Yes, but how fortunate that I was actually in a position to have that. Yeah. Like so many people. Look at you uh, looking at the positives. (laughs) (laughs) But so many people are caught up and and that's why they don't get to this point as well. Like if you have um, a a person in a large organisation that might be a casual or something like that, and they can just be suspended and, th- and then they're left to deal with all this stuff, you know, on their own or they don't get access to uh, leave or to even be paid. Um, if I wasn't paid, uh, that I, there's no way I could be doing this. Like my pay is, all of my pay is going to legal fees and, um, you know, to... To be able to survive, mm. how 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 do people that go through this if they're not getting paid? How do they pay their mortgage? How do they survive? How do they? They don't. They can't, mm. and they they don't. They have no opportunity to. So, if I've got that opportunity, that will then hopefully help the people that wouldn't. I need to. I need to take that. Yeah, with without doubt. To, yeah. Mm. I need I need to do that because you know, as I said, it was never about the money. Because um, if it was about <laughs> if it was about the money, I'm in deep trouble. Um, and 
um, I, I think I'd also reached a point in my life as well where I needed to back myself and this was about backing myself as well, investing in myself, investing in terms of legally investing in myself um, to do that because for me the investment wasn't just in me, it was actually in all the other people that wouldn't be in a position to do that, that if I invested in myself that's almost like then being and and my truth then being able to um, pay that forward if only through my story to um, help people that are out there on their own and that's my pay it forward really love it <laughs> first though we're at the 20th of april we're down to 14 allegations now Fourteen at the moment. Seven <laughs> issues with fourteen allegations. <laughs> We're nearly back to where we started, but like, a, but a new extension <laughs> until <laughs> until June. So it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it's still still going on. Oh, this one here. There's a, an introduction to the new HR contact. So people have left, like actually, like the attrition, the yes. staff, and now they're going to come in and learn all about this. They must come in and just shake their heads. Yes, <laughs> yes, unbelievable. So we're now down to the seven issues, 14 allegations, and we're now getting, looks like a little bit closer. We're now July 2022, mm. the conciliation conference with Queensland Industrial Relations Commission. Mm -hmm. what's, what's the story with that? Um, so what happens in the process is that, as I said, initially I thought it was um, conciliation and then tribunal. Mm -hmm. I didn't realise that you could have conciliation and then another conciliation before um, tribunal. So um, we had then gone into um, that conciliation um, and made an, um, made an agreement. Both parties have made an agreement um, and I finalised uh, the complaint. It was no, there was no further um, work to be done on that, I fin finalised that um, as well as um, – so that was in terms of the human rights complaint. Mm -hmm. um, but also I um, finalised then my employment to um, not – no allegations were – there was no more show cause process for any – allegations and that I um, was given the right to speak on all the facts of my story um, and, and what I'd gone through, all the details in terms of my um, suspension and my human rights complaint. Um, so I – and that's what I wanted. I wanted – I wanted – to be able to speak my truth and that's where I was and I, um, you know, emotionally and financially, emotionally and financially couldn't go any further than that but, you know, it was about being able to speak my truth and that's, and that's what I wanted and that's what I fought for and that's what I have so that's why now which has been some time since then and to be honest it's taken me this long to even 
rebuild that strength because um, I still doubt everything that I do. I still look over my shoulder. I still have that element of fear that I'm doing something wrong. Um, so, you know, and that's why I'm I'm here with you two because I needed I need the security and the trust in in both of you to even make this step now, which is so much further down the track. Um, and it just, you know, it, it's small steps at a time, um, but it's always steps that are aimed at hopefully helping someone else. Um, but also I, I know my logical brain is that these steps are helping me with my healing as well um, because there was certainly a lot of the time throughout the process where... This wasn't a world I wanted to live in, that's for sure. Suspension, complaint and show cause progress process were discontinued. That's right. Over two and a half years. And um, nothing and, come and of it. Nothing to show of it except my ability then to speak my truth. And it really come through when you're talking. You know, when, and it sounds like you know, it's not about laying blame. No. Or inciting guilt. No. But again, it's it's really hard to sort of get past how you've been treated, um, especially being a friend, you know, and somebody that I know you you made a massive impact in whatever area or what space and community um, that you're involved in. Um, as a as a friend. It's really, really hard just to sort of sit back and and hear how you've been treated. You know, I've I've I haven't praised that says that. You know, that's probably gonna take a little bit. I know about you, Brett, but yeah. what what do you do now? Mm. I mean, I uh, you mentioned um, you here to share a story in the hope that it can help you sort of heal. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully, um, yeah. There's a day where you feel like you you feel like you're a little bit lighter. Um, well, what do you do from here? Have you thought about that? No, I I spent my life always um, having plans. Also, um, knowing that I'm directed in life. Like as I said, there's no coincidences. You. Um, end up where you're meant to end up and you need to embrace those um, journeys as they show themselves. Um, but, yeah, to be honest, it's, it's kind of um, day by day and it's um, it's grabbing on and it's holding on tight to um, the strength that has gotten me through. So, um, you know... Uh, the love that I felt and the people, the cream rises, right? And I just think the cream rises. I didn't need to um, say anything. I didn't need to um, share a story or reach out and say I needed help because the right people in my life showed up and they showed up because they they just sensed it because we had a relationship that, you know, I've built over a long time, but um, a relationship where people knew that 
um, I wasn't there, but they didn't know why. But they knew that there was that gap and they knew that um, they needed to reach out to me and um, they're, they're the ones that I grab onto the tightest. Um, and I know that they're going to... Um, I'm going to have to lean on them a bit more, you know, and I've had to lean on them a bit more. Um, and that as we do things uh, together, we will progress all together like we, we always have. And I've got to allow the path um, to, to show itself. I don't have the, I guess I don't have the confidence to go out there and go, this is exactly what's going to happen or um what I'm going to do because I don't know I've still had my days where I'm like I can't get through the whole day I just I just can't get through the whole day I um there'll be days where I don't even want to still get out of bed or I find myself the stamina of life is not there like it that like it used to be um and I need to uh search and anchor myself stronger to that I'm I'm not in a position anymore or have the strength where I'm bringing people on a journey. I always uh, live my life where I was um, bringing people on a journey with me and I was more than happy to do that, whereas now I'm, I don't have the strength to bring people on that journey, but I do have the strength for people to join me on the journey. So I um, have people that walk beside me um, and we lean on each other and that that's my focus now. And it, it's why I'm here with both of you. And if we didn't have that relationship, um, then I, I wouldn't even have been able to make this step. So I know that every step is going to be um, based around that. And if I can share what that is and what that strength means, um, and how to develop that love more for other people, then that that's that's what I want. I don't think I've ever, ever been prouder of a friend, to be true. Thank you. We've been having this conversation for, I reckon, at least six to 12 months now of you need to tell your story. Yes. You need to tell your story. And the fact that you've actually been able to sit here, mm. we're in January 2024, and you've been able to sit here and just tell your story. At the start of this, we, we all sort of sat around the table and said, we're not going to speak too much and you're just going to have a yarn. It yes. was like, I've never seen this before. No, and it's I couldn't the help first day. every now and then look at it and go, holy crap. Like, that's just, it, it was just, it's, yeah, it's affected me. Mm. But at the same time, the fact that you've actually been able to do that, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's just, fills the room for love mm. to me. Anyway, that, that's, that's how I feel about it. Thank how about you. you, bud? Yeah, it's pretty inspiring. Like, I think we all held a few nerves. Yes. Probably more nervous for for us. Yeah. For sure, not for, for us. us. <laughs> but yeah, again, it it just shows what sort of person she is, or yeah. you are, and how strong you are. Artie, you definitely are an inspiration. And anybody, again, that's come across your path would see that and and feel it. You know, and not and hear it, and hear it. <laughs> she gives the best hugs, doesn't she? Oh, the best hugs yeah. and the best damper. Yeah, yeah, well, that's pretty good too. <laughs> but one of the things I think people will now learn, and I think this has changed you, 100%, this has changed you, yeah. but at the same time is 
now you get to do your journey. Mm. You don't have to actually then listen to any of these people. Yeah. As you said at the start of this whole process, this is a process. Mm-hmm. You're out of that now. Mm. You can do you. Mm. And you can show people. And the inspiration you're giving, like, even to the women footballers and stuff like that now, that's not someone telling you to do this. This is you just going and talking to them. Yeah. And having that yarn and, and just being you. And that's what people love and, and that's what it's all about. So thank I you. really appreciate and thank you for doing this today. Thank you. I just want to share the love. Share the love. Just share the love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's much more to say, is there? No, nah, no. Nah. Again, privilege to share the space with both yourself and and um, and you, Brett. You know, Thanks, be able yeah. to make the place available. I think you know, we get to have these spaces where we can we can have those opportunities to feel comfortable to tell our stories. So thanks, mm. mate. No worries. And I think this is what we need to see moving forward is you two behind that microphone <laughs> telling these stories. Well, we, Seriously, we and talking to people and yarning and, and, that's what and we doing do. all that sort of stuff. And you guys talk about the most amazing stuff, like just when you're generally having a chat. Yes. So I think capturing that stuff and then even having the ability to get people in here and have a talk to them. Yes. I think like... We love um, a yarn. I love, I love the stories. Like, and this is all, uh, to me, that's what culture is all about. And yes. hearing those stories, and I don't think a lot of people get to hear them. So yeah. I think that's something that we all, we definitely need to do moving forward. Absolutely. We'll just make sure the aircon works next time. Yes, please. <laughs> I feel, we're, we're I feel comfortable. Oh, do you, that's I'm sweating like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my story. I hope that it helps people out there that may be going through something similar and feel like they're alone. There is so much more to this story and so many more yarns that we want to have along the way. So I certainly hope that we can connect um, and hear each other well into the future. Thank you.